And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hensbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with the Big Hawk. What's up, everybody? It is the Big Hawk. And uh, in the middle of winter, it's been some disgusting weather, but we've got a great podcast, a lot of topics, a lot of happening. Uh, UNC basketball, uh, we're on the come up, underrated. We're, we're proving everybody wrong, and uh, we're ready to talk about sleep. Oh, yeah, we are, baby. We're ready to go. I mean, we got a, we got another row. We got two road wins in a row. Uh, we're getting just stuff in our schedule with quad ones, which we all talked about last year, how much we hate, but we got them now. Um so we'll get into, you know, we'll get into the the Clemson game. We'll look ahead to the NC State game. We'll t- kind of take a look at the the general broader landscape of everything and, and talk Carolina basketball. Uh, NFL playoffs, man, it's Sunday night here as we're recording. The Sunday night game hadn't even happened and the playoff pictures solidified. So we will do uh, we will do our contender pretender NFL playoffs edition. Big Hawk and me will pa- unpack the AFC NFC uh, playoff pictures and tell you who who's real and who's not. Uh, we'll discuss Black Monday, uh, discuss who's going to get fired uh, and coaches and all that stuff going around. We've got the national championship game coming up tomorrow night. So that might come before the NFL. We'll figure that out. Just a lot of stuff going on. And uh, we'll talk about that game, what we think is going to happen. And might, might be ahead for Jim Harbaugh, but we'll start with the Tar Heels, man. So Sleep Dog was just slanging Kamingas at a card show all weekend. But I had it up on the iPad. It was great. I mean, I was watching Carolina, um, you know, so I couldn't watch super intently. I did watch the entire game. Uh, felt comfortable. You know, we were a three and a half. I think at one point we were a three and a half point dog on the road. I mean, Clemson's a good team. Looked like they played us tight a little while. I mean, the game was close throughout. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think as a, you know, I think as a Carolina fan, you always feel like, right, that you should beat the shit out of everybody. And so sometimes these close games, you know, I mean, that's and that's a fan being a fan, which is ir- irrational, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, when you wind up with a 10-point win at times that maybe wasn't that pretty, but you wind up with a 10-point win on the road against Clemson, mm-hmm. I think you feel great about it. Um, I, I really like where the team's at right now. Absolutely. And I'm going to talk about that. I, I want to back up because when the, our last pod, which we had an off week, uh, guys, I'm sorry about that. I know you Happy guys, New Year. Yeah, we forgot to tell everybody. Yeah, I know you guys were distraught and really upset about that. But hey, we're going to talk about this team. And uh, I said, uh, I thought this was the biggest or the most important three game road stretch. Uh, for this team, and this team has struggled in the past on road on road games, and they haven't handled themselves uh, well, and it's been an issue. And the past couple of years, I've always said, "Hey, you got to be able to take the show on the road." And this team, uh, to start ACC play with three road games, I thought was just awful scheduling from the ACC. Now, there's somebody needs to be talked to about that. I wasn't really happy to start the ACC on three road games. And in particular, when we went to Pitt, now Pitt's had our number for the past couple of years, and we got a big win in Pittsburgh. Now, don't underestimate that. And I know Pittsburgh is not the most sexy win uh, out there that you can have, but they have beat us the past uh, couple years. And there's been a little riffraff with the coaching staff. Not going to bring that up, but that was a big win. And mm-hmm. what I liked about that win in Pittsburgh, not only, you know, you got to take a conference win. Any conference win is a good win in my book. And you can never take that for granted. But what I in particular liked is we had somebody step up off the bench and played a huge role, and that is Seth Trimble. And not only is he, to me, impacting the game from not only scoring, but he's rebounding. He has great energy. He's doing the things that Coach Davis wants him to do. And when players understand that and they start to do that, then they'll get more more minutes. The coaching staff will develop some confidence. And then, you know what? You can start, hey, you know what? Maybe, I, you know, Coach Davis has a little little trust and confidence in me. You Now I'm going to start shooting it. I'm going to start doing the things that I've worked on uh, once I do what the team needs me to do. Uh, but, 
Seth Trimble stepped up. He had 10.6 rebounds off the bench. Uh, never underestimate that. We've, we've lacked uh, depth uh, for the past, I would say, couple years. Mm-hmm. And why I think, uh, in particular, Seth Trimble is such an important piece is because Elliot Cadeau is a freshman. And mm-hmm. as talented as he is and how good of a basketball player he is, Freshman, it's going to be peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to provide the team, uh, you know, sometimes when he's struggling or if he's just winded, he's going to pro- provide Elliot Cadeau with some rest. And that's going to be beneficial. Uh, and also, w- we've just seen R.J. Davis, what he does when he's not the point guard, just playing unbelievable right now. Mm-hmm. R.J. Davis is arguably the front runner right now for the ACC Player of the Year. He's having an unbelievable year. Uh, but the Pittsburgh win, to me, we got to give the game ball to Seth Trimble. I thought that was mm-hmm. big time for us uh, to start this three-game road stretch off at Pittsburgh with a win. That is big. And then, Sleep, you brought it up. Uh, you talked about Clemson. And, you know, we got a 10-point win at Clemson. But I just want to say this. For most people, if you're doubting Clemson or you don't think this was a big win, this was the most important win to me all year. All year so far, this is the most important win. And not only did Trimble have consistent, he had another big game. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's being a little consistent. He's not one of these guys coming off the bench, just has a big night, then you know, kind of disappears. We've had that. But mm-hmm. he is showing improvement, and he's being consistent, which I love. I thought he had a great game at Clemson as well. Uh, but coming into Clemson, the matchup I was most forward looking to or the matchup that made the headlines, PJ Hall and mm-hmm. Armando Baycott. That was going to be uh, the big man showdown. Or some people were writing the headlines, RJ Davis and PJ Hall, the two leading scorers in the ACC. PJ Hall is having an all American year. Clemson has gotten a lot of national recognition. They just came off a loss at Miami which Miami, don't underestimate them. Uh, They haven't had the start to the year that a lot of people thought they would, but they're a quality quality team. And they had Norchad O'Meara. He is a big, and he's one of the best bigs in the country. P.J. Hall dominated him. Uh, But they did lose, and they got destroyed at Miami. And Mm -hmm. Clemson comes back. I thought Clemson would regroup, and we would get the best game from them. But that's not the case. Clemson Mm -hmm. had an off night, and so did P.J. Hall. He arguably had his worst game of the whole year, uh, and Armando dominated the game. And he did it from rebounding, being physical. He had great energy. He came Mm -hmm. out and dominated the game from the start, and I absolutely love the mindset that he had. And to me, this was a statement for Armando uh, because this was such a big game. This is our second road game of this three-game road uh, trip that we're on right now. And also, it was against one of the best bigs in the country. And a lot of people, including myself, have been critical of Armando about being a little inconsistent this year and not living Mm -hmm. up to the expectations that a lot of people have placed on him. But I think this was a statement game for Armando telling those haters, hey, shut up. I can still dominate. I'm going to show up on the big stage. And he had a great game. And everyone else, this is a... This team has has actually proven me wrong, Sleep. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that is because I didn't think that they had the ability to win three games in the three games in a row on the road. Now, I, and I know we haven't even talked to NC State. Now, NC State's a quality team as well. They're mm-hmm. playing a lot better than what a lot of people thought, and they have one of the best bigs in the uh, conference in DJ Burns. And we can get to that matchup soon. Mm-hmm. But this team, I don't think that me or you would have thought that this team is capable of going three games in a row on the road and winning all of them. And they have set themselves up and put them in place to do that. Uh, th- that's what I respect. And I'll get your thoughts. Just go ahead. Uh, tell me what you're thinking. And I- I'm just blown away right now. Well, I knew they were going to win all three, of course. Um <laughs> They, uh, nah, but yeah, we talked about it earlier in the, in the year, you know, it was kind of nice to find under the radar a little bit. You get to this very, very tough section of our schedule. Um, not sure what happened there, man. The hearts on the, you're watching on there, some sort of, uh, 
I think there's a setting on the uh, MacBook now where when you do certain things, it like triggers. Tyler just took a swig of Gatorade and parts popped out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do love Gatorade. Um, so, you know, I think that, that we talked about it again, like earlier in the year. And the challenge was the stretch of the schedule and the time at which the stretch of the schedule occurs. Right. You're out of class. Mm-hmm. And it's out of your routine and yada, yada, yada. They drop two. You wonder how they're going to rebound. They come back. They play great against Oklahoma. Um, and then they've, they've sort of carried that into, I think, your four game winning streak now, right? Mm-hmm. Two on the road, the game at Pitt, double digits. Game at Clemson, double digits. You're going into state. And, and I think the thing that, that I thought was, was most telling about the Clemson game is like, like you expend a lot of energy, a lot of momentum, a lot of this sort of it factor on, you know, stringing together these, these games and, 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 and wins and, uh, you know, staying on track during the course of a season. I wouldn't say that Carolina is necessarily like rolling downhill, right? I don't think that we look at them right now and, and are like, man, they, it, a loss against anybody is an upset right now. I mean, there have been periods where Carolina teams, it's like, dude, they ain't going to lose. I mean, like, this is the lead story on TV if, if Carolina loses. I don't feel like if we were to go lose to NC State, right, that it's going to be – you know, that level. Uh, but this is a, this is a going to be a heavyweight ACC fight. I mean, you know, state is top of the conference. We're top of the conference right now. It's early, right? But, uh, they're riding a four game winning streak. They haven't lost at home. We're riding a four game winning streak and all of our losses come at neutral sites against ranked opponents, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think, um, Maybe Villanova wasn't ranked, but they have been, I think, at one point. So no, Villanova is a quality team. They, they team. have some underrated players. They have very good players. Uh, the Dixon big, he is mm-hmm. one of the better bigs in the Big East. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right, sleep. I mean, yeah. Well, what you see in the Clemson game, and you you mentioned it, is like you know we we've we've got some depth, which is great. But what you need in those like sort of dog days games is you've got to have your vets step up. And I think the guys that literally played the two best games were Mondo and on RJ. And RJ, honestly, you know, if we're in this position at the end of the year, if we're a couple games hot, I mean, if we're if if we start. If we close the season somehow, and I am not looking ahead, okay, this is if we were to be a top five team at the end of the year um, and RJ keeps playing the way he's playing, I'm not saying he's, you know, I think there's a lot of players that for a number of reasons would maybe win the player national player year ahead of him, but he's been that good. I mean, he's been in- incredible all year. I mean, he hits shots when you need him to hit shots. I mean, he's unequivocal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, got go-to guy when you got to get him. He can create his own shot. And I mean, just when you think things are starting to sort of like, oh shit, here we go. Like bang, three ball, mm-hmm. you know, get a stop and another, you know, he makes heady plays, makes right plays. And uh, I mean, he's just turned into one of those guys. It reminds me a lot of maybe like Marcus Page, you know, a guy that started out and you're like, okay, like he's mm-hmm. good player, great player, you know, people. And then, and then every single year he takes another step. And by the end of it, you're like, dude, this guy's an all timer. Um, so it's been really, really fun to watch him. And I feel like the team's chemistry is there, uh, in this weird sort of way. Like, I mean, they, we even have this harmon- harmonious relationship with, with Caleb Love, right? All the people yeah. are our fans love him. He loves us. And like everybody's happy now. This is the way it's supposed to work. So uh I don't know what exactly has changed, but something has. I think our I think our transfers um you know through the portal have been wildly successful. Um and yeah this team just continues to gel a little bit and as you start getting into look we've played the hardest part of our schedule. And the ACC somebody told me the other day the ACC wasn't you know, I mean, the ACC's got what five teams in the top five. I, right I want to let me. Uh, people are doubting the ACC, and right now, I think that is real. That's one of the dumbest arguments yeah. that I've ever that I've heard all year. There are a lot of teams in the ACC. I mean, we would dominate the Big Ten, oh, yeah. uh, the Big Twelve. They have Kansas. That's a real contender to me. They mm-hmm. have a you know they have a few other teams that can compete. Uh, let's see here. SEC is vastly overrated outside of Kentucky. A lot of teams have started the season with comical and laughable schedules. Mm-hmm. They played the weakest schedule that I've we seen. We saw it happen in Oklahoma. In, in, in all the media and all these fans, they buy it and they start hyping their team up. At the end of the day, just like every year, just like I say it, the ACC teams will be standing in March and making deep tournament runs. 
in the following year, we'll never get the credit we deserve. There'll be sure. some other league, some other, you know, power five conference or, you know, whatever. They'll be talking smack and saying they're better than ACC. I don't care. You can say it's top heavy, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So is every conference. There's only yeah. one team in the Big Ten that is actually a contender and a quality team, and that's Purdue to me. Yeah. And a lot of people are hyping up multiple teams in the Big Ten, and it's it's laughable. It's a laughable argument. The Big 12 outside of the ACC, the Big East, you have to give – so it goes maybe Big East, ACC, Big 12, but those three conferences are the best conference in basketball this year. There's, that's not even a debate to me. Sleep, sorry. Oh, you're good, man. So, so coming back to NC State, like, you know, what do you think the keys are? Like, like Burns played great last year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're coming off of two losses then last year, right? Maybe just twice. Uh, I I can't really, I'm not. I'm not sure uh, what I remember. I think about, we beat them. I think we beat them. We lost to. I Matt can't remember State, if that was the year. And no, I think yeah. we beat them at home. That's the one where Tracovian Tracovian Smith yeah. or whatever his name yeah. fell down. Yeah. It had to be taken off went in a to stretcher, the club. and then apparently yeah. went to the club. The, yeah, got it. The same night. Uh, <laughs> but hey, uh, you you made a few good points there. First of all, R.J. Davis. If I had to pick anybody in the ACC to make a shot game on the line, I'm I'm picking R.J. Davis. He's having a great year. Uh, but I will say we could win every game from here on out. And he still mm-hmm. wouldn't win national player of the year. Zach Eady has that thing locked up. He's going to be, in my opinion, back to back national play. He is dominating uh, college basketball, and he is a reason why Purdue is such a contender and dominating again this year. Uh, he's good. Yes, he's very good. And also, uh, back to the NC State matchup. So there's three teams in the ACC that are still undefeated it's us. In conference play, by the way, just in mm-hmm. conference play, Wake Forest is undefeated, NC State is undefeated, and we are undefeated in conference. So not only is this a rival game, this is a chance to hand NC State its first loss in the ACC. And there's been a lot of back and forth, but sleep. When I look at this, if if I ever liked an NC State player, it's DJ Burns. Yeah, and dude, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. He's heavy personality. He's a little different, and he makes me laugh, but I'm looking forward to the matchup between him and Armando, and they've been back and forth, and DJ doesn't get the national recognition like Armando does. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had mm-hmm. the you know, the stats to back it up like sure, Armando sure. has, and uh, that is the matchup to me, and if we can control DJ uh, – and kind of contain him and limit him. And I think if Armando has another big game and we have somebody step up off the bench, uh, Seth Trimble or, you know, somebody unexpected, I think we win. Um, But uh, to me, you got to be careful with how you guard DJ Burns. And the reason I say that is because I consider him the best passer in the ACC. And it's Mm. kind of unorthodox, but he's a left-handed player. And believe me, if you guys are watching the game, he's not going to his right. He is fully left-handed. He may go right, but he's coming back to that left. Uh, And so the thing is, when you double, he's going to find the open man. So this, to me, is a game where Armando has to do the same. Hey, I'm coming in. I got DJ. I'm going to lock him up, and he's got to bring it in. Uh, He's got to bring it offensively, too. He's got to bring it at both ends. And then I will feel very confident if he does that. If we have an X factor off the bench, I think this game's a dunsky for us. And we get three dubs in a row. Uh, and we hand NC State their first loss in conference play, which would just be a beautiful thing. And I know if we do lose, oh, man, they're going to let us know about it, just like they always do sleep. Well, they don't score well. They don't rebound well. They don't share the ball well, right? They They rank. You know, bottom half of the country in all those categories, right? They're only scoring, they're scoring, what is it, 77 a game or so. Carolina's scoring probably closer to 85, like over the course of, and given who we've played and who they look, there's no way around it. Carolina is the favorite in this game. They should be the favorite in this game. My guess is line opens around five, six, six and a half, maybe, right? It's, it's just a rivalry game. So it's not, we're going to roll in there with a, a 10 point favorite or anything like that. I mean, especially. You know, we've seen how Pitt and, and Clemson work. So you got to figure that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we're like a three and a half point favorite. 
Um, in my mind, if I'm drawing the line, I'll put it at six, six and a half. So look, uh, shouldn't lose this game. Um, I think that we have yet to play our best basketball since Oklahoma. So I feel like, you know, against Pitt and against Clemson, like I, I those are the kinds of wins that you know, we really haven't seemed to scrape together um, in the in the last several seasons. So it's good to see us like kind of win ugly. But it would be nice to click. I mean, we've got a you know, we've got a team that can score 100 points um, on many occasions. So, you know, we go out there and hang 90 on anybody. We're not going to lose. We're not going to lose any games. We score 90 points because that means our offense is running. Right. We're hitting shots. We're taking good shots. We're rebounding the shots that they don't they don't make. Right. We're doing all the things that Carolina does. So we come out there and, and that's that's the thing to me is like you're probably going to put this, you know, you know, it's probably I don't know if we're necessarily the best defensive team. Right. So I think you're going to have to score. This this is a game that's in the 70s and 80s. So I, I feel like, you know, you know, Carolina scores 85, 88 state scores. 79-80, right? I think it's I think it's yeah. one of those games. So. And also, sleep. You you made a great point. Uh, we're not the best defensively. We're not the best defensively, and we're not the best at getting rebounds. And mm-hmm. to me, you mentioned it. I think if we bring defense and we control the boards, and Mondo has a big game, I think that those are probably the three biggest keys to mm-hmm. winning this game as well. And I think if we show up defensively, we can play with anybody in the country. And mm-hmm. that is the biggest, hey, are we going to just commit to playing defense the rest of the year and be a very good defensive team? I think that will dictate the team's success going Absolutely. forward. I, I think that's super important because we can score. And before we move off of this, State is just an awful, awful place to watch a basketball game. God, that place sucks. Just disaster. You don't even have to say it. I, I went there a couple of years ago to watch Carolina, and just we just mopped the floor with those guys, and we weren't even that good. Well, and man, God bless America. Like it, all you state people out there, man. I don't know how you do it. I mean, I'm a Washington fan, Washington football, Commanders. I'm a New York Mets fan. I'm a Carolina football fan, which is a struggle, as we discussed. Like, and all three of those put together, the fan base is just like, look, man, we just we know who we are, right? <laughs> NC State does not know who they are at all, uh, but we're about to show them. All right, so I'm gonna tell you all that right now. I'm going on a limb. I got heels by heels by nine. Really want to go double digits, but I think hey, I think I think they're good, and I, I think I, uh, I think it's gonna be a close game. I, I don't care how bad we win, or you know, if we just barely win. I, I'm done with the predictions because every time I predict anything, <laughs> we just get mollywhopped. Oh, and no, so dude, there's no expectations. Don't know. Hey, just all right. States go win by a dozen. I'll say that that way. A ver- little verse psychology. Somebody can clip that out and <laughs> make me look like an asshole. Anyway, now I said both, so I can't be wrong. So anyway, on to football. Um, fortunately, not Carolina football. Uh, well. Partly Carolina Panthers football. What a disaster there. We didn't even talk about it. We weren't here last time when owner threw a drink on a Jags fan. Like, Jesus, God, what are you doing? Um, NFL playoff picture is set. Before we get into, we're going to do our contender pretender maybe at the end of this segment. But let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on. So AFC playoff picture, Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Texans, Browns, Bills, Steelers, in that order. Okay, uh, Ravens win the division. Or, or win the conference, so I guess they get a bye. I don't, I don't freaking know how it works. Uh, Niners, Cowboys, Lions, Bucks, Eagles. I spelled that real weird in my notes. Rams and Packers in that order. Niners just been crushing people. Eagles are like shit. I don't know what's happening there. They dropped all the way to fifth. They got crushed by the Giants this afternoon. So, um, you know, and then of course, what, what I guess we'll get to that. In, in the next in the segment, but I think what's more interesting are the teams that aren't there and all the storylines surrounding them. And it's talking about Washington, Ron Rivera's out of there. Uh with the loss, I think Washington now has they may have I think they have a shot at the second pick in the draft. Did they fire um, him already? Yeah, they 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 said they were gonna let him go at the end of the season. Already so lame ducking it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why, why I mean, why would you tell well, he's been gone? That? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think it was one of those the writing was totally on the wall there, and I think they knew. The interesting part is they got that guy, Biemini, who was the OC for Mahomes in Kansas City, and Washington's offensive line. I mean, as a, as a heels guy, I love the fact that we got Sam 
and Sam's just like running for his life and they, they're throwing everything on a shotgun. It's, it's a tough, uh, because, because Washington has some decent offensive players. They just <laughs> ain't got any time to get them the ball and their defense just sucks. So, uh, but anyway, this isn't a, 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 a um, sob session on Washington. That's been 30 years running. So, uh, other interesting stories. The biggest one, of course, is Bill Belichick and whether he's going to be in, in, uh, New England next year. Now, they've got a high draft pick and another shot to crack at getting a real quarterback. Uh, Bailey Zappi today. I mean, dude, I, Big Hawk, I might have been able, they might have been able to run me out there and get just as good as what they got. I mean, my man looked like, I don't know, he looked like a nine year old just popped in Madden and put it on all pro mode. I mean, he was getting smoked out there. I think his QB rating was 20.1, I don't even know it goes that low. So what do you think about Belichick? You think you think you think uh you think Kraft keeps him? No. I think he needs to go. I don't think it's best for both sides actually. Uh he's had a great run. Uh you got to know when to call it. I think he's actually even seems seems to me like he's having conversations with other coaches after the games. They just said that mm-hmm. I think it was last week he was talking to Buffalo's head coach for 20, 30 minutes after the game. You've never heard Belichick do Mm -hmm. that. The writing's on the wall. I think the fans are a little bit, hey, we love Belichick. Let's end it. I I Mm -hmm. don't see – now, to me, if they had players and they had – you know, they were one or two players away from a championship, then I'd be like, all right, let's think about that. Yeah. But – I think it's time to go. And the reason I say that is because not only is he the head coach, he's also the GM. I think he's, he manages a team and decides mm-hmm. who they sign. And he just has too much uh, stake or too much of a role uh, mm-hmm. with the Patriots, and he hasn't had the su- success. And so I think that it's best if both sides part. Um, yeah, I, I think New England needs a reset, and I'm not sure who – uh, you know who's out there, but I think it'd be best if both sides uh, mutually agree. Which I'm sure that's a politically correct way of saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. we fired Belichick." Yeah, they'll do something. And he like got that. He understood that he was getting fired. Yeah, they that's get what mutually in. agreed means. Yeah, like and, uh, <laughs> we fired him, and he already knew we were going to fire him, so we mutually well, agreed to that. Well, sleep. <laughs> I, 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 you know, the one thing I, I'm not uh, too big on is I, I don't think they need to make Belichick feel great. And I don't think they have to do it in the most sensitive way. You know, I heard somebody talk about, I hope they don't fire him on Monday. hope they fire him on Tuesday. I don't give a damn. They're, they're mm-hmm. Firing somebody on Monday or Tuesday, that makes no difference. Okay. I mean, especially as an organization that just that just cuts bait with people. You know what yeah. I mean? They, they just, when they're done with you, they just let you go. And I don't know if Belichick has that. I mean, that's probably his doing too. Um. But they made a name for themselves as being somebody that, look, man, when you're done here, you're done here. You know what I mean? Like they cut Tom. I mean, they got rid of Tom Brady. Here's what I think. Here's what I think he deserves. I think, I think, and I think he should do. But again, like, I mean, I I think he could retire. I think that's, that's like the best thing for everybody there Mm -hmm. is for Belichick to be like, you know what? Like I'm done. But, but, you know, dude, just like players, I mean, he's a football guy, right? And I don't necessarily know he's ready to do that. So I think when they keep talking about we're going to sit down and have conversations, in my mind, that's what that conversation is about. Is Kraft yeah. is saying, hey, man, listen, retire so I don't have to fire you. Yeah, you know what? You can save me with all the Belichick stuff and mm-hmm. being sensitive. To me, he's been an asshole to the media. And yeah. some of his responses to a lot of questions I felt like were inappropriate and not really addressed and <laughs> kind of demeaning dork. to the people that ask him. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, me personally, I think he needs to be fired tomorrow. Nobody needs to tell him how good he is. He knows it. Yeah. He's he's yeah. had these, you know, the Super Bowls and the wins and the career to really back that up. So yeah, I love done. it, dude, because I know that Big Hawk hitting like a – what is it? Who, who are their rivals? Like the Dolphins? I know you're not like a, an other team Patriots uh, besides I don't know, the Patriots. The Jets. I feel like they dominated everybody yeah. so much. And I, I just I mean, love it because this is a flat, just like, yeah, dude, fuck your guy. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I even find myself getting roped into it. I, I as, a, as, a, as a fan myself, of, I just like watching people be great. Right. So, like, People hate Tom Brady, fine. People hate LeBron James, fine. I just love watching these guys. I think they're so good, right? And and Belichick mm-hmm. is 
NFL's Phil Jackson. You know what I mean? And so like him, hate him, don't like him. I mean, like people didn't like Phil Jackson. I thought Phil Jackson was just awesome when I was a kid, you know, watching growing up and everything. So um, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. But but he the proof is right there on the field. Like they suck <laughs> bad. Yeah. And, you know, there is, you know, it's one thing to lose. It's one thing to like never really have a chance. And I think mm-hmm. like either you you've either constructed a roster that is so terrible. Like I know Tom Brady's good. And it seems like you put guys around him that all of a sudden are good that weren't nobody heard of before, right? Yep. But I mean he ain't there and and then it's like they ain't got anybody else good. Name five players on the on the New England Patriots. Right I don't now. even want to look it. at it. You know what I mean? No, I no interest with the Patriots. So. <laughs> They've been irrelevant. They yeah. lost. It's it's time to move on. Yeah, they're done. Let's talk about uh so there's all so I'm gonna run through a couple of coaching situations and we only got time for a couple of them, but you got Vrabel in Tennessee, you got Tomlin in in, in Pittsburgh, you got Ron Rivera, we already talked about. You got the Raiders situation. You got the Panthers situation. It's just, ugh. Uh, they lost yep. nine nothing today. Okay. Wow. At home, I think. And then mm-hmm. the Chargers situation. So it's probably a couple others it's like coaching carousel. It's a disaster out there. Right. Yep. So I think probably the most interesting one is Mike Tomlin. Um, if, unless you disagree, let's, let's, let's close that segment, coaching segment on, on, on Mike Tomlin. And what do you think should happen? Okay. There? First of all, they I, just made the playoffs, by the way. So Ron Rivera's getting fired. Arthur yep. Smith's getting fired for Atlanta. He is yep. a Tar Heel. So you got to give him a little respect, but love him know. just chucking noise at that dude today, yeah. too, because he was basically like, man, why the fuck are you try to score a touchdown? And you're down. Yeah, I just love the fact when guys like stand on business like that. I was cool yeah. with that. So he went out with a bang. He'll be gone. In <laughs> uh, the Vrabel, the situation in uh, Tennessee, he's fired too. Tennessee, they're Dunsky. There's not a bright spot going forward. Yeah. Uh, but Mike Tomlin, I would actually keep. Him, I think he's been, you know, taking a little bit of criticism this year. Uh, they haven't had like a really good quarterback. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. They have some young Not players, and uh, they do have uh, some really good defensive players. I think uh, Watts, TJ Watts, uh, is yeah, there. TJ Watt, yeah, yeah, TJ Watt, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Maybe they just get some pieces this offseason. I would keep Tomlin, and I think they can. I, I'd give him. I feel like he's secured. I like Dude. that coach, and I think he's done a great job. Uh, and I like, you know, how he runs his team. I think he's been a great coach for forever, and I, I don't think his time's done there. And sleep. I'm going to make a prediction. I think maybe Russell Wilson goes to Pittsburgh and has a uh, Ooh. a rebirth there. Dude, I don't know about that part, but Mike Tomlin is is as close as you can get to unfireable, in my yeah. opinion. I don't think the guy's ever had a losing record. I yep. mean, the Steelers weren't good this year, and they're in the playoffs, yeah. right? I mean, they and, and and I don't know where his where where Tomlin's voice is in the quarterback uh, discussion in terms of draft. I don't understand how people thought Kenny Pickett was the guy. Okay, I live in the sports card world, and guys are literally spending hundred thousand dollars on Kenny Pickett cards, and I'm like, guys, come on, like you got to see this train coming. All right. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Like, I never thought he was that good. So, uh, you know, they roll out. I think it rolled Mitch out there. Look, love you, Mitch, but he ain't no good either. And then you got, uh, well, they got Madison Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, whatever his name is. Um, Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer playing quarterback. And somehow they still made the playoffs with 10 and seven. And, uh, and he just always gets it done. He embodies that city, um, you know, as, as, as a, uh, in a in a profession where you know not a lot of black coaches get the opportunities that that they need, I mean, like he's he's a winner. I, I think you know you got Andy Reid, you got Belichick, and maybe I'm missing a couple others. But Mike Tomlin is, I mean, there's definitely an argument in my mind that he's best coach in the NFL um, because he just takes what he has every year. And and sure, like I, I mean. I guess he won a couple Super Bowls, right, with Roethlisberger, or was yeah, it Cal? He's, he's, yeah, he's a Super Bowl champ. Yeah. So it's like, and he does. Like Belichick had Tom Brady, like Andy Reid's got Pat Mahomes, like Tomlin had Roethlisberger. Okay, I mean Roethlisberger, good quarterback, hey, he's Hall a of Fame Hall quarterback. Easy. He's I, a Hall I, of Fame he, quarterback. He, okay, but he wasn't ever the best quarterback in the league. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe he was, maybe he was up there, and he puts up a lot of numbers. But, but, dude, they just the way they take and make do with what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they didn't. They've had like Le'Veon Bell and some guys like, but sure. I mean, I, I'm talking like 
absolute superstars on they the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had Willie Steelers. Parker, UNC Tar Heel. I think they Absolutely. won it actually with him. Yeah, they and, did. Uh, Super Bowl MVP. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and John Bunning wouldn't play him. I'm just saying they haven't had <laughs> super. I mean, Carolina football guys, welcome. Uh, it's like you know. Anyway, I just think Tomlin. I got a, a huge level of admiration for him. The way he does his job and goes about his business and. And he's sort of non-apologetic. He gives, like, to your point about Belichick, he gives, like, some deep answers. He's had some confrontations in the media. He's been a little, like, you know, rough to uh, on the surface and stuff. But I think his players uh, have a lot of respect for him. And um, and that matters. I think he's a guy that can relate to a lot of these young players. And, I, it, it, and he's done that well. Over time, he's maintained the ability to relate to the, you know, consistently younger crop of players. And, you know, I would imagine that Belichick, you know, Andy Reid does the same thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like Belichick just, you know, it's a, it's a young man's game and he, he, he there. So <laughs> we'll see, man. I mean, tomorrow's the day. You're right, man. Chopping block. We'll wake up, dude. You know who I don't want to be right now is uh, what's his face? Oh, Adam Schefter, dude. I mean, maybe this is his Super Bowl, you know, just getting to all these, but he's on the phone right now. I bet he's got seven cell phones sitting on a desk right now. And is like literally about to shit his britches trying to answer all of them at the same time, figure out who's getting fired. He probably knows everything already. That's got to be so nerve wracking, dude. I would feel like it's almost a done deal. I I think that teams know who they're going to fire. He probably has a general good idea. I think to me it's just whether, uh, you know, he's going to be able to break. break At what point are you Adam Schefter and you're just like, I'm pretty sure they're going to fire this guy and just let that be good enough. Like I mean, you're uh, Adam Schefter. He'll, he'll gift wrap it. He'll he'll yeah. say sources. Sources. Yeah, they're just like every other big guy. I, I mean, uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like he's heard, heard from Sleep Hawk Worldwide yeah. that uh, Bill Belichick's gonna get shit canned and break it right before we get off here. Uh, all right, so here we go. Let's get into it. Um, our NFL playoff edition contender pretender. Dude, this is our favorite subject. Our favorite uh, thing. So I'm gonna start with the Big Hawk. I'm gonna give Big Hawk all these NFC teams. Um, you want me to go first, Tyler? You're going, you're yeah, you go ahead. Ask me. All right. Yep. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to run through the AFC contender pretender. You're going to tell me why. And we'll go from there. All right. So we'll start from the top, the mm-hmm. obvious, most obvious answers and go from there. San Francisco 49ers, number one seed in the NFC. Contender pretender. Contender. They have too much firepower. The only reason they won't win it, in my opinion, is if they're not healthy. Dallas Cowboys, number two seed. Pretender. They've they've absolutely gotten mollywopped by some subpar teams. They can't take the show on the road. There's too much controversy. And some people actually believe in this team, and that's when the Cowboys will let you down. They're pretenders. Took a show on the road to Washington that's now 38-10, but that's about like beating uh your children's middle school cheerleading team. Uh Detroit Lions, number three seed. Absolutely not. You know how I feel about the Lions. Everyone wants to make them out to be, you know, the you know, the Patriots with Brady, they're not. And, you know, their head coach, Dan Campbell, I think, you know, the team just takes on his person. Save me a break. Uh, find me an interview <laughs> where this guy doesn't cry. Uh, I'm out on them. They're pretenders. <laughs> Sam Laporta went down. That that hurts it for me. Uh, he's he's a big part of their offense. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, four seed. Didn't nobody see that coming. Pretender. Uh, what's his face? Baker Mayfield. Baker super. Mayfield. Don't think you're going to win it with him, uh, even though he's having a good year. He's just – he can be good enough, but he's not going to be a Super Bowl uh, quarterback. Nice living in the NFC South. Huh? He did get $2 bucks for winning the uh, – for making the playoffs. Got a $2 million bonus for this win today. So, good good so on Baker Mayfield. believe in him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the five seed. Got to be a disappointing seed for those guys where they started where they're at. Pretenders. They fired some coaches. There's a lot of issues going on. Uh People starting to question whether Hertz is really the guy that we thought he was. Too much noise. The tush push will work only so much. Uh, tush push only works at the goal line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretenders. What are they now? The California Rams? The Los Angeles Rams? Um, is that where they're at now? They're no um, longer the St. Louis Rams. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I grew up about two hours from there, guys. Yeah. Grew up a Rams fan. Uh, let me just go ahead and say this. They are pretenders. Uh, they've, they've got on a little hot streak lately. Uh, but listen, uh, this team isn't going to meet the expectations that a lot of people have said. 
uh, that they're going to reach lately. I don't believe in them. Uh, Cooper Cup's good. I know he was out at the beginning of the year. He's healthy now. He's putting up some Cooper Cup-ish numbers. I don't believe in them, sleep pretenders. Green Bay Packers just won getting the playoffs. Jordan Love under center. What do you think about those guys? Absolutely hell no. Hell no. No way. <laughs> Jordan, like, get out of here. This guy, no. They're going to get molly whops the first mm. game. Pretenders, this is going to be laughable. Won't even be a game. Green Bay, no way. I think Jordan Love's good. I don't know about all that. but uh, So you got one contender out of the NFC, and yes. that's the 49ers. There's I guess that's who you got coming. one team that can, yeah. has a chance of winning it. Well, I I, uh, I have to agree with you very very briefly that I'm 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 more bullish on the Lions. I definitely think there's some sort of magic that they've oh, got. They're going to get their first home playoff game I, in I a long time. So hard against the Lions. <laughs> I guess that means they probably play the Rams. Be hard to see them losing that one. Anyway. All right, sleep dog. Can't argue with them. All right, here we go. Let me hit you with the AFC. Pretender contender series. This is what y'all been tuning in for. Dude, I haven't done dogs uh, debut. Let's see what it. Let's take you inside the mind of the sleep dog. We're hitting them with the AFC contender pretender sleep Ravens. This shit is absolute believer. I mean, they got Jimmy's famous seafood crab cake mojo coming, dude. How the hell could you not go to tailgoat when they're going to be the number one seed in the playoffs? Lamar Jackson's a real deal. I think they lost either today or last week. Maybe they had one bump in the road. Yeah. I don't know, man. Their defense is like insane. They got talent all around the ball. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a stud. Uh, he's probably going to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, be hard not to. Uh, I don't know. Christian McCaffrey's pretty good. Uh, what you mean? Brock Purdy, some other guys that could win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Ravens, absolute contender. Yep, Lambo Ferrari when it comes down to the MVP. You like mm-hmm. Lamar or you like McCaffrey. All right, Sleep, let's move on to the Dolphins, the team I hate the most uh, on, this list, on this list. Pretender, contender. So... They're hurt, man. So this is a this is a this is a toss up for me, but I gotta lean towards pretender. Uh, so that's the way I'm going. Uh, you know, they started to cool off a little bit. Uh, well, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, poor Tyrese's house had a house a little issue, so glad everybody's okay over there. Uh, I was gonna use the a uh, little bit of a metaphor there that I'm gonna avoid here. Uh, so anyway, I still think they just they got some injuries. They're not gonna get it done. Um, they got great running backs in Mostert and A Chan at A Chan Eight Chan Eight Four Chan. Uh, Tua uh, Kung Fu Tua is 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 solid, right? They got they got they got all the pieces. Uh, I love Mike McDaniel. I know a lot of people don't like him, but I see, don't. he's like he reminds me of like me. Right. If I were a chance to get co- be a coach, everybody'd be like, dude, what the fuck? What, who the hell is this guy? Right. So, I mean, I can see some of myself and what he's been able to accomplish. I won't be upset like you if they, if they prove me wrong. Uh, I'll enjoy watching it. So, all right. But pretender. Sleep moving on. The Texans, I can only name one player for them and CJ Stroud. Can't tell you who else plays for him. Texans, let's go. You want to back up to the Chiefs or you want to go to the Texans first? Tex- Chiefs are third. Okay. Uh, yeah, hit me with the Chiefs. What, yeah, me yeah, the Chiefs. What's Pretender, and that's a hard thing to say because I really thought you know I, I I was equally on the fence with this one, and they're healthy, but you've had all this noise with the Swifties. You got they've just disappointed all year long. At the end of the day, I think everybody would expect me to say, well, you got Patrick Mahomes, you're defending Super Bowl champions, you got Andy Reid, you got X, you got Y, and you got Z. But wait a second, you don't have Z because Tyreek Hill's on another team, dude. They still haven't found got to replace that weapon, and they just haven't shown me that they can be consistent enough. And yeah, they're going to get some uh, home field games that they're going to have to win going through somewhere else. I don't think they get it done, dude. They have Taylor Swift. They do have Taylor Swift, but Man, Taylor Swift is on tour up. right now. Man, all right. I'm all blown right. away right there. Be a hell of a tailgate. <laughs> all right, Texans, let's go. Contender. Okay. And you know why? Wow. CJ Stroud, dude. This guy is the truth. I'm not look, here's wow. here's the one thing you need to know. Okay. Contender pretender does not mean favorite to win the Super Bowl. All right. I'm just saying that the the Texans are going to make some noise here, dude. They don't have Tank Dell because he went out, I think, for the year. I mean, those guys, dude, C.J. Stroud, that's the next guy. C.J. Stroud will win multiple MVPs in the NFL. Man, all right. He's, uh, he, did you see the pass this dude threw today? No. An he plays absolute for the fucking dot from like 75 yards. I mean, th- this guy is unreal. You don't – I get it. 
I, I get I it. Believe I understand you. people don't watch Texans. Watch the Texans. You'll have to watch them in the playoffs. C.J. Stroud is that guy. All right, moving on to one of my favorite teams this year. Let's go Browns. Absolute. Those The, the Cleveland Browns will never be a, a contender for as long as the NFL exists. They're absolute, complete pretender. Like, what kind of team gives guaranteed money, $285 million to Deshaun Watson and thinks it's going to turn out well? But they pretender. got Flacco. Done. Yeah, Flacco, right? Super Bowl. Right. Super Bowl Mo- Flax. Yeah. Moving so they on. They can flack off. Okay. <laughs> to uh, a drama-filled team, the Bills. Let's go. Absolute contender. Josh Ooh. Allen's the man. Bills Mafia, dude. How are you going to count against these guys? The Buffalo Bills are the only team maybe in professional sports that I think their fans actually contribute to the product on the field. I mean, Buffalo, if you've ever been there, the nicest people in America – and they're fans, dude. There are literally bars here in Raleigh, North Carolina. There's Buffalo Brothers on Capitol Boulevard. I mean, I, su- I suggest you stay away from that whole area that place is after dark these days. But Buffalo fans will be out there with RVs, with their Buffalo zebra pants, jumping off the top of their RVs, breaking tables in a Raleigh, North Carolina chain restaurant parking lot. I mean, those guys are for real, and so are the Bills. Sleep, I believe you. And also, I think Niagara Falls is very close to <laughs> Buffalo. I've been there. It's a beautiful place. If you ever go to Buffalo, go check it out and then get the hell out of there. Uh, not much else there. I know uh, when I played in Canada, I used to go right through Buffalo. Uh, so been there, done that, won't go back. Uh, but moving on uh, to the last team on the list, uh, your guy Tomlin and the Steelers. Pretender. Mike Thomas stays, Steelers go, man. I just, no way, dude. They got yeah. nothing. I'm with no you. No chance. Yep. I think I just pulled a muscle in my neck with yeah, that little spiral. I've done it. That was, that was strong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you have it, guys. So, sounds like Big Hawk's taking the Niners all the way. Uh, I'm going to, I guess, let's give our Super Bowl predictions. Let's go off script here. Let's see, who, who do you have in the Super Bowl and who do you have winning the Super Bowl? <sighs> all right. Or maybe let's back up one step. AFC NFC championship game and Super Bowl winners. Well, I'd have to pull up the bracket. Uh, but okay. okay. So you've got you got the Niners in the NFC championship but game. Let me see right? here. So I've got it. Uh so obviously I've got the Niners. And I will actually go with well, we can't go with New Orleans. Is that New Orleans? Uh um, <laughs> they almost made the playoffs, which would have been wild. Yeah. They needed uh, some people to lose that didn't lose. Let's see here. Whew. Um. All right, uh, I will go. I'm going to go Dallas and the Niners, and I think the Niners are going to pull away in the NFC. I think, and then I will go Sleep Dog. I'm going to go Kansas City and Cleveland in the AFC, if that's possible. I think it is Kansas City and Cleveland in the AFC. Did you uh? Make sure I'm getting that. Yeah. Okay. So this says all. Okay. I was literally just looking there. I saw one of the records on this thing and I was like, God bless. I hope I didn't just do. We just did this whole segment. I realized the playoffs were not really set, but they are. So you said, give me those back real quick again. Sorry. I was like half paying attention. So I think I said the Niners versus the Cowboys. And then I went uh, Cleveland versus Chiefs. Boy, that would be a snooze-a-thon. Like, who wants to watch the Browns in the in the AFC Championship? Dude, I All do. Right, and then who you got in the Super Bowl? Chiefs, going, Niners? Nope, I'm going Browns, Niners. Buddy. Yes, Power Browns, Niners. Will shut down. Look, look. Calling look, it. Steel production, coal production will be down. All You know, a whole Build Back Better plan will have to get put on hold for two months if the Browns go to the Super Bowl because every blue-collar person in America seems like they live in Ohio and they ain't going to do shit for a month if the Browns make a Super Bowl. I think you said you want to make the Browns to make the Super Bowl for so you can say that for next two years. Uh, and obviously got the Niners. Okay, so I got the Niners. Um <clears throat> go Niners Lions. I really think as as much as I hate it, like if I really, really had to had to believe it, I mean mm-hmm. hard not to think the Eagles. I don't think Cowboys get there. Hard not to think the Eagles get there because I just feel like they've been too good this season. Like uh, AJ Brown mm-hmm. and some of these guys. But I say, I'm telling you, man, I think the Lions, dude, they're going to – they'll get to play home games until they get to the championship game. I think I think you got I Lions, Niners. I think the um, – I 
I know a dude that likes the Lions I really don't like. So I'll take the Niners in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We've got – I'm going to go Ravens. Go Ravens and I just I mean I don't think the Texans are gonna get there. I'll go Ravens, Chiefs. I'll go a little chalk. I know I said they weren't a contender, but that meant I didn't think they're gonna win. Chiefs, that is. I'll go Ravens, Chiefs. I'll put Ravens and then you got Ravens Niners. That ain't gonna happen. I promise you guys, you're out there trying to take prop bets. Don't pick the Ravens and the 49ers <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Cause if I said that shit, it ain't gonna happen. But that's what I'm going with. And uh yeah, I'll take the Niners also. Niners have just been studs all year long. I uh, all around players and all oh, this is subject to change. You know, we might just give you a new list next. Very week fluid, different about it. Yeah, I mean, once uh, all those teams are eliminated in the first round, which can't be my two Super Bowl tick are, are yeah, are, my two Super Bowl picks cannot be eliminated in the first round because they don't play in the first round. So at least I'm safe till then. Um, let's talk real quick. Get out of here. National championship game. Uh. Because speaking of the coaching carousel, so what? Is, who the hell is it? It's uh, what is it? Jim Washington Marball, and- Michigan versus Washington. I don't even know who the hell coaches Washington. No clue. Uh, uh, who you listen, got? Michigan's a molly wapum. <laughs> I, I don't even think Washington has a chance. Dunsky, Michigan, and also Jim Harbaugh moving on to the Chargers, calling it here first. I know everyone else is calling it too, hey, but uh, he's out of college after yeah, this year. He's, he's done. So here's the thing. thing with Harbaugh: if he wins the national championship, like why would you come back? I mean. <laughs> Why? Like, go to the NFL. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe because you're just going to get ten billion dollars from Michigan. I hate Michigan, but hard not to see them winning this. Um, yeah, you ever watch Pee Wee Herman when you were young? Ah, uh, man, sleep now. Hell no. I think you did. You just <laughs> yeah, don't I, did. I, I watched, watched shit Pee-wee out of it. Yeah, I did. I, I think like today's it. word of the day is mollywop. And if you said mollywop, everybody uh, remember when they had the word of the day <laughs> oh, yeah. and they said it and everybody fucking yelled. So anyway, uh, a couple of F-bombs in here. I'll try to scale those back on the next episode. Sorry, Mr. Hansbro and Mrs. Hansbro. And, uh, Thanks, sleep. We're gonna... I don't think my dad can hear very well. Uh, so he probably missed them. But yeah, that's it, man. I did actually get him Jimmy's Famous Seafood Box for Christmas, and he loved it. So if you guys didn't get one, I still sell them after Christmas. You should get one. But the funny thing was I did give it away. Apparently I did say that on the podcast and I didn't think he listened. And then actually, you know, I knew what he was getting for Christmas because, uh, but of course he called me. He's like, man, I just got home and it smells like crab cakes in here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man, your parents will love them. I love them. surprised. Love Eat them tomorrow. He oh, didn't yeah. even act surprised. He acted <laughs> surprised that I didn't get him something else because he already knew what he was getting. But uh, anyway, happy birthday, dad. Uh, Merry Christmas and a happy new year to everybody. Statue of limitations officially passed. No more happy, happy new years um, after this one. Cause it's not new anymore. So yeah, guys. Uh, yeah. Get on with it. Okay. Basically 2025. Got anything else? Big Hawk. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.